Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, November the 3rd. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to break down a really excellent 11-game main slate right in my wheelhouse. I love these big uh, nights where the NBA has double-digit games. We've got games going on uh, throughout the entire evening, so Great stuff, the opportunity to do a little pivoting like we did yesterday uh, to get in and over those cash lines. So exciting stuff. Uh, if you're new to the show, we really appreciate you joining in and, and checking us out. If you have a chance, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up and the subscribe button. Give us a little comment or question. That combination really moves us up the algorithm here on YouTube, uh, and it's much, much appreciated. Also, up in that top corner there, hit the little alarm bell so when you know uh, when all of our podcasts post, which we're currently doing 11 podcasts per week uh, in our main sports with baseball ending. Congratulations to the Braves and all the Atlanta Braves fans out there. It's been quite a long wait since 99, so happy to see them get a chance to, to take it down. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll be doing uh, golf which we have one coming out later the, this afternoon. And then, of course, uh, uh, every day NBA podcast and three days a week, we're hitting all the different uh, NFL combinations of Sunday games and the primetime slate, et cetera. So we would love to have you. If you're listening to us on audio podcast, also take a second. Uh, we're everywhere podcasts can be heard. Hit that five star. Give us a rating and review. And that, again, is much appreciated. And it also gets you into a contest uh, for a free five-day membership uh, at Coach Talk that is uh, drawn at the end of each month. Okay, let's dive into this sucker. I mean, we're going to go after it. Uh, on yesterday's podcast, if you tuned in, Andrew and I only had a five-game slate. So I was able to do uh, something that I really, really enjoy. <clears throat> and I do that uh, whether it's on the podcast or not. So I did most of that prior to this. So I'll share some of how that information was baked into what I'm recommending and what I go over here, but it's really starting to look at uh, some of the, the season stats. And I know it's a small sample size. People think, you know, you can't tell much for seven, for, you know, from six, seven, eight games, whatever. And I agree. I mean, you need a good to me, 20, 25 games until you get a truer picture, at least, of the statistics, but what you can do is you can get an edge and we've used that already in the, the last couple of days of the trends that are happening with teams. Where's the usage going? What do the rotations look like? So we're really diving strong into usage um, and what the type of coaches, the new coaches are doing with their rotations. We have six new NBA coaches uh, and there's a lot of teams that only have one or two starters back from their starting group. So, you know, there's a, a lot that optimizers can't really spit out right now just yet because they're not looking at a, a proper weighing of the new situation for these teams. So we're going to keep breaking them down, looking them up and uh, baking them into all that we're uh, providing for you. And if, if you're new to DFS Coach Talk, uh, as far as our memberships go, and you haven't joined us before, uh, we provide, you know, in the NBA, obviously you're interested, and that's why you're listening here, but we do provide a coach's clipboard that will give you a group of highlighted players for your core, 
and then uh, several other players that we're suggesting uh, that you look at to fill in the rest of your roster. And we do give you full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo, both uh, cash slash hybrid, which means we're playing them in the double ups, 50-50s, and single entry GPPs. And then we'll also give you a GPP lineup to play in the multi-entry uh, contests. But again, you know, we're looking to build bankroll, so we want to play the right contests. Jump in, you know, have a one-on-one with me. We'll go over contest selection, bankroll management, you know, hand-building these lineups. Because we really believe most of you out there that are listening are like us here at at, uh, Coach Talk. We're looking to put, hand-build a lineup or two, get in there, get in the right contest, and build a bankroll. Uh, Not everybody has the capacity to mass enter 150 uh, lineups in tons of contests. Now, if you have 10, 15,000 a night, you can, you know, really spread out and do that on all the sites, more power to you. But I think that that is less than uh, right around 1% maybe uh, at top. So I'm speaking to the other 99% as we do here at Coach Talk that we want to take our bankroll if it's 100 bucks, we want to build that sucker up so that we can really start sustaining growth in DFS with our bankroll and not having to reload. Here we go, guys and gals. We definitely are going after this. And here's a weird stat I'm going to give you. There's 11 games on the slate today. Would you believe me if I told you only one of those 11 are north of a 220 total? I love it. I mean, this this is wild. If, if you remember in past years when they had before they changed these rules with offensive players get every call, whether a guy sneezes on them or if the guy dives into him, you know, a la James Harden, Trey Young, Luka Doncic. I mean, there's they're not getting these calls anymore and they're they are starting to play to it. And what's happened is scoring's down across the whole league and the totals and the DFS points are down. So Last year or the year before as well, we were having these 243 totals and all of that stuff. And it was taking 450 DFS points to take down a tournament. Plus, uh, it's just not happening that way anymore. So, again, tonight's a perfect example. We have one game over 220 on the total of all 11 games. So that's a good thing, though, because it keeps everybody in the bucket. People can't you know, just prepare shortly and go after the two games that are 238 and 242 and ignore all the 210 games and just they're good to go. Now you got to look at all of them because you're going to need one-offs from, you know, even these lower uh, total games, the 214s and the 216s, they still matter. So I'm excited about it. Anytime we have a large field, the slate is even. I like our chances because of, of the preparation and time and the statistical analysis we're doing to provide our members lineups. Also want to mention, if you're looking for some cool merch, I don't know if you can see that, I had to put the hoodie on today. It's like in the 40s here in Dallas and rainy. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like it. But I had to put the warmer deal on. But it did remind me to let you know, you know, check out our Coach Talk store on at DFSCoachTalk.com. And uh, we're also going to start giving away some merch to our members. Uh, we're going to do a contest this weekend, get some of these cool sweatshirts and stuff out to some of our uh, wonderful members in Discord. So, all right, here we go. 
7 p.m. Eastern, Portland Trailblazers, Cleveland Cavaliers. Portland's favored by four. Uh, it's a 2.20 over/under, second highest on the board, believe it or not, out of 11 games. Implied total for Portland 112 for Cleveland 108. So uh, let's look at it from a perspective of records here. Portland's three and four. Cleveland is four and four. They played definitely better than they were expected to play. Portland reports no injuries, and again, it's early morning, so we're going to have to follow these injury reports throughout the day. Obviously, news breaks like crazy, so uh, we'll follow that. The two guys out for Cleveland, Kevin Love, who's in protocol for COVID, and Isaac Okoro, who still remains out with an injury. So let's talk a little bit about these lineups and some of the pricing. I'll refer to DraftKings pricing just because of time today. But, you know, we're, we definitely break it down in Discord with FanDuel and Yahoo because there's some huge swings in uh, salaries. Um, Damon, Damian Lillard has not played up to his potential, really, and his numbers. He's not getting to that huge 5X number this year. He's one of those guys. You know, that the elite of the elite have definitely taken a step back in, in DFS points because of the new rules. But, you know, it's, it's Dame Lillard. It's uh, a, a close spread. He's 9.7, which is extremely painful. But CJ's up to 8.1. Yes, it's a lot cheaper. But I'm going to look at both of these guys and see how my roster construction comes along to see where they can fit. I do like to attack the uh, Cleveland backcourt, as you all know, that you hear me say pretty much every time Cleveland plays. But Garland and Sexton are not good defenders. So Lillard and uh, or McCollum, not both, on a slate like this, uh, are in play for me. Um, after that, you know, you can look at Nurch, uh, Nurkic at seven five, but you know he's getting a lot of, uh, you know, they're playing Cody Zeller and they're they're mo moving him around, so he's not getting too many minutes. I think they're trying to extend him, uh, you know, so that he's more alive as the season gets on. <clears throat> Off the bench. Anthony Simons has been, <clears throat> excuse me, I got to take a sip of coffee. Anthony Simons has been very active off the bench. You can consider as your value play at 4K. Uh, but after that, you know, I'm not going any deeper there. On the Cleveland side, you know, I've been real impressed with Garland. He's surpassed Sexton in my book as far as just all around DFS uh, efficient. He's 6.4, which is up from where he was. He's $100 uh, more expensive than Sexton, but uh, Lillard doesn't exactly play phenomenal defense either, so Garland becomes an option. Maybe Lillard-Garland would be a nice way to start the slate with those two uh, duking it out. Uh, Markinen's been better, but Norman Powell's back, so that defense uh, scares me a little bit on Markinen. He has come through for me consistently. The prices on Mobley and Allen are up to where it just makes it a little bit difficult for me. Mobley's at 7K and Allen at 6'4". Uh, both on any given night are definitely worth uh, a random shot. Ricky Rubio's 5.5K, but has been super, super efficient, playing great ball off the bench for them. Um, but a flyer GPP guy, I think, is, is the best bet there. All right, second game, 7 p.m., New York Knicks, Indiana Pacers. Indiana is favored by one. They've been in tons of one-point and overtime games already. 
this season. The uh, 218s, the over-under, 108.5 for the Knicks, 109.5 for the Pacers. So this should be a pretty hotly contested uh, game. As far as the records, Knicks come in at 5-2. and two. The Pacers at a very disappointing 2-6. and six. But remember, they've lost a lot of tight ones. They could easily be 4-4 four and four, uh, without question. Uh, they've just been banged up with injuries. There's no question. Right now, for this game, an injury standpoint, uh, Taj Gibson and Nerlens Noel, both questionable. So love to have that news because if they're both out, Mitchell Robinson definitely becomes a, uh, an in-play guy. On the Indiana side, the important news is Malcolm Brogdon. He's questionable. He missed the last game. Uh, very interested to see if he comes in. Again, that shuffles the deck for Indiana now that Lavert's back and McConnell's been starting when Brogdon's out. Uh, Jackson, Lamb, and Warren remain out uh, for the Pacers. So, again, as we say, Mitchell Robinson at 4.7, even though he has a tendency to get in foul trouble and you never know really what he's going to produce, but he should see extended minutes if the other two centers can't go. If either Taj um, or Noel play, then that pretty much takes it out of uh, the ballpark for me. If all three play, then you wouldn't go there even in GPP because they're going to split time. Kemba's been respectable. I think that uh, this matchup isn't the best for him, though. Uh, he's 5.9. Brogdon's a tough defender. If he's back, McConnell's a scrappy defender if he's in there for him. Um, after that, I guess you just always have to go right straight to Julius Randle. He's 9.4, which is a good, uh, you know, which is a fair number for the, the production that he puts up on a given, any given night. Um, but I don't know if I want to go there. I mean, I think having the double bigs with Indiana with Sabonis and Turner makes it a little bit tougher. Some of those residuals of, you know, put back buckets and offensive rebounds. A lesson a little bit with those two bigs on the floor for Indiana. On the Indiana side, I do like Brogdon if he plays and he's not minutes restricted. That that's news I have to get because he's eight point nine. Because he's been injured, you know he's he's not going to get a lot of ownership. But I think he could tear up this backcourt of Walker and Rose and Fournier and these guys. Uh, his numbers have been great when he's played, but. I just I need to read something that says he's playing and no restrictions uh, before I roster him at that price. But he could be a really sneaky uh, buy at low ownership with that price. Duarte's done nothing but good stuff. He's 5.8. He continues to be a, uh, an option. It's just with Levert back, it definitely is going to zap a little bit of his output. Uh, Levert's 7K. Uh, he's so capable and so awesome. He's just not quite there. This is only his third game back, uh, but it's getting close to wanting uh, to for me to want to uh, roster him. Um, as far as the bigs go, uh, Sabonis at 10-1, that's awfully high. He's awesome. He can break a slate, but you know the Knicks play slow grinder type tough defenses, and Sabonis at 10-1, it just makes it a little bit difficult for me. Uh, to go that high in that spot. Turner's up to 6-1, uh, which now becomes not really great because he is capable of having some duds. But, uh, you know, so I'm not really crazy about this game. I think it's going to be a great game. You're going to get big, big minutes from the main guys. But uh, 
I just don't like the mixture and the setup. So let's watch some of that news with Brogdon and see where that game goes to. All right, game three, also 7 p.m. Eastern. It's the Toronto Raptors and the Washington Wizards. Washington's favored by three and a half. It's a 214 and a half over under. Implied for Toronto, 105.5 and Washington, 109. So another interesting game, another hard fought, looks like tough game from both squads. You've got uh, Raptors at five and three, sneaky that they've won five games and Wizards are five and two. So both teams playing a little higher than initial expectations. And both teams have also been pounded by injuries. Uh, the big news for Toronto is Scotty Barnes is out. So that, you know, changes some things. Pascal Siakam still out and Watanabe still out. For Washington, it's Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Gill, Hashimura, and Winston all out. So they're playing without really three key guys in Bertans, Bryant, and Hashimura that, that have been out. So that definitely affects things in this game. Um, it does give some usage to some guys I'm interested in here. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is tough. 8.5 is a lot. But again, you know, in a situation against Washington here where they don't have shutdown defenders in the backcourt, uh, I think you can at least consider them. Gary Trent Jr. has gotten the job done for me lately. I really like him or Svi Mihaluk. Svi Mihaluk has played really well, and he's starting now. He's projected to start in this game as well. He did the last game, uh, you know, with the injury to uh, Scotty Barnes. So Svi's only 3.7. He makes a lot work. Uh, I'm going to be really tempted to go there. If not, at 5.1, Trent also. I mean, he's getting the minutes and getting it done. So I'm more than likely going to have one of those two guys in a uh, cash build and a GPP uh, GPP build. Um, also, Ananobi, man, I, I had him again last time, and he set a career high for points, 36 real points. Uh, he's 7.7, so he's still in that mid-tier, and he just keeps kicking it, man. He's so tough. So I, I'm really interested in him as well. Uh, not interested in the, the big mess that they have with Achua, Birch, Boucher. You know, they're all getting minutes, not really wanting to go there. Banton has been getting good minutes for them at 3.1. So if you need a value play today, Toronto is a good spot to go with Trent, Mihaluk, and Banton. But not, you know, I think Banton's more of a GPP play because of the minutes uh, variation. Uh, Dragic can't see the floor, though. It's crazy. Hopefully uh, they trade him. He, there was rumors he may be going to the Mavs after all, but we'll see. All right. Uh, on the Wizards side, it's it's uh, pretty interesting here. Beal at 9-7, uh, 9-6, I'm sorry. Not really my favorite play. I haven't seen a whole lot of ceiling games for him this year either. He's another one of those studs that have underperformed a bit. He is awesome. He can go off. I get that. But I just don't want to go up to that price in this spot. Dinwiddie at 7-2 is a little more, uh, you know, I like him a little bit more just because, you know, he's he's in that mid-range pricing. And I think, you know, the matchup's good for him. Uh, so I will consider him. Uh, after that, really, just not wanting to go to anybody else. Montrez Harrell's tempting because he does finish the games, but Gafford is still starting now again and splitting minutes. And that hurts because 
Montrez is up to 6.6. So that makes the decision a little bit more difficult. But uh, yeah, not wanting to go too deep in this game, uh, but I do like the fact that it's going to be a hotly contested one. All right, we go on to another 7 o'clock game. We got tons of games right at lock at 7 p.m. Eastern, which uh, is going to make it pretty cool. You got to have these lineups ready. Um, and if Andrew's listening, I'm working on that coach's clipboard right now at 8 a.m. So I'm going to have that sucker ready. <laughs> it's last last uh, couple of days ago, I had the clipboard all set to go, all nice. And then all of a sudden, kaboom, Tobias Harris out on. I was like a 10 things that happened in the last 20 minutes. And it took my clipboard and just eviscerated it. But I'm getting that sucker ready today for our DraftKings, for our, our members. All right, Boston Celtics, speaking of Andrew Hansen, against the Orlando Magic. It is Boston by seven, and I'll tell you what, we're a little worrisome here in Boston. You see Marcus Smart, he was smarting off, if you will, pun intended there, uh, talking trash about he doesn't want to be there if he has to stand in the corner, and, you know, the two stars there, and, of course, he's, uh, you know, talking about uh, the main two studs for Boston in in Brown and Tatum that they're not passing the ball and they're just, you know, chucking shots. So there's definitely some unrest there. Usually teams try to keep that in the locker room, but uh, we'll see how it affects these players. A lot of times, you know, you think, okay, that's going to cause controversy, but sometimes it bonds teams together. They get pissed off about it and say, hey, let's get this going. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, it's a 214 and a half uh, over under the one uh, implied for Boston, 110.75, 103.75 for Orlando. So this, yeah, I'm really interested to see how this game plays out. As far as injuries, none listed for Boston. So they can't blame that they're banged up for, for their record. They're two and five, which is not what was expected. Orlando's two and six. We sort of knew that was coming because they're so young. Um Lots of injuries, too, for Orlando. Gary Harris, questionable. Guys that are out still, Michael Carter-Williams, Fultz, Isaac, and more. So let's take a look at this rotation. Where can we go here in this game? You can always, you know, pretty much starts and ends with, with like uh, Marcus Smart says, the two guys that take all the shots and have the ball in their hands the whole time. And that's Jalen Brown at 8-7 and Jason Tatum at nine nine so it, they're expensive can't really afford to play both i think one or the other are certainly in play here um and and they both can smash a number so wouldn't mind having one of the boston studs i think they'll rise up a little bit after smart's comments too um al horford's been nothing but good i mean I, the guy has a re resurrected season here he's a 6.9 which keeps him at the low end of that mid-level and he just keeps playing minutes and keeps producing. So they're finishing games with him at center and Robert Williams rides the bench. So, uh, you know, it eliminates the 5.9 Robert Williams to me. I, I don't want a guy that they're not going to play down the stretch, even though he can put some good numbers up in short stretches and he's pretty cheap. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to go with Al Horford here, but he might make my clipboard as, as an alternate because he's he's certainly playing to that level. Um, after that, really not interested in that bench. It's very deep and they do play a lot of guys. 
The guy that, you know, I'm interested in him again, but if you've got a pissed off Marcus Smart and he's guarding Cole Anthony, <clears throat> that's that doesn't make me feel any better. The question is, you know, is the coach going to be ticked off at, at Smart and not play him as much? Or who knows? We need to, you know, I'm going to be all over the beat writers for the, the Celtics because if they're going to not play Smart as much or he'll be somewhat disciplined within the team for, for spouting off. I love Cole Anthony at 7.6 mid, mid level. He's their leader right now. Completely. It's not even a question. He is the man he's getting it done. He's scoring, he's passing, he's defending, and he really deserves that mid-level price. But if it's a smart and smart's going to start, it's a smart night and he's mad. I'm probably going to fade Cole simply because of that reason. Cause he's such an adept defender. Uh, after that, you know, you can talk about the two bigs because they're fairly priced. Wendell Carter Jr. just goes out every night and, and gets it done. He's sort of the young version of Al Horford, if you will. Uh, he's 6.1K and certainly playable. And Mo Bamba, who's going to have, you know, a big height advantage on Robert Williams, at, and he's 7.3. He's consistently gotten it done this year. So I do want some exposure to this game. I do want to see how some of that news plays out. And uh, I think there are, you know, good one-off on each side here that, that can really help your team. All right, next game. It's the another 7 o'clock Eastern game. That's the last one. So we've got so many games going off right at the, at the buzzer here. Uh, it is Philadelphia by 2.5 over the Chicago Bulls. Totals 217.5. This should be a heck of a game. Uh, 107.5 implied for Chicago, 110 for Philadelphia. As far as injuries go, they don't have Joel Embiid listed on the injury report. So it looks like he will be back and the fun we had with Drummond smashing the slate for us uh, will be over. Um, Injury-wise, Chicago, Kobe White, Patrick Williams out. Uh, for Philly, Green, Harris, Riller, and some guy by the name of Ben Simmons out. So the Bulls, six and one. Philly, even with the injuries and the distraction of Simmons, are five and two. So that makes uh, this a really intriguing game. Um, Lonzo Ball at seven four uh, has had some really big games. He can disappoint at that mid-level price. So you know, that's that's a big question there. I do respect Philly defense, so not jumping out of my seat for that one. Levine looked great in the last game. He's still playing with a, a bit of a thumb issue on his non-shooting hand, but that seems to have really settled down. He's 8'8", which is pretty expensive. DeRozan had a monster game for me last time I rostered him at 8'5". He's a stud as well. Uh, Javante Green is a cheap option, 3.2 if you really need to go there. Same thing with Caruso at 4K. He does finish games. Uh, Vuk, who I normally look at, probably not going to go there at the 9-1 number uh, because he has to fade Embiid defense. If the news changes or something pops on Embiid, then uh, you know we'll look to, to see what that is. Uh, that takes me to Embiid, and I'm going to say he, right now, with no restrictions, if he's playing, he's my favorite buy-up on the slate. He is expensive at 10-3. He rested the last game. Vuk's not a good defender, and they are going to get him the ball, um, as they normally do. 
Um, so I, I like that payup. I like this matchup for him. I think he'll have a really good game. Um, after that, you've got a couple of options here. I've soured on Maxi because he's somewhat of a timeshare with Milton now, so I don't want to dive there. Uh, Curry, you know, scares me a bit. Corkmaz is, is a nice play. You know, he, he's getting, he's a pretty safe play. He's 4.3, so you can get a lot of value out of him, out of him. But, you know, again, not a guy you really can expect to break the slate for you, but a good fill-in guy that might make your roster work price-wise. Uh, George Yang is probably going to be a trap play for a lot of people. I know he had an outstanding game the last game, but remember, Embiid did not play. Uh, even if Niang starts or comes off the bench, uh, you know, that's the question of you know, can you go there? You know, is he going to replace Tobias Harris? Yes, as far as more than likely with a lot of minutes. But I'm not going to go there. I It just reeks of a trap to me. I think that a lot of those points he had the last game uh, just were because, you know, Embiid wasn't in there. So I'm not going to fall into that one, but I understand at 3.8 if, if some people are interested. All right, we've got six games to go. So we are almost or sort of like halfway through, almost. 7.30 game, Atlanta Hawks, Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn by five, 218 over under, implied total for Atlanta, 106.5 for the Nets, 111.5. We've got, um, this This is a fun game too, and I can't believe it's only a 218 over under, and it's Atlanta and Brooklyn. This is a game that would have been 240 last year, so man, things have really changed in the league with the over-unders. Uh, Vegas must be getting just crushed on the unders that they have smashed these lines the way they have. Hard to believe. Uh, as far as uh, records go, Atlanta's 4-3 and three and Nets are 4-3. and three. So, you know, good solid matchup. Injury-wise, you've got probable uh, for Bogdanovich and Trey Young for Atlanta. So I'm counting them in. The big question is John Collins. He's questionable. That's important news we need to follow. Uh, Okongwu, the backup center, is out. And uh, for Brooklyn, Claxton is out. And another guy that we all know and love, Kyrie Irving, out. All right. How is this game going to play out? You know, I, I think that you've got a chance to get uh, sneaky here a little bit. I think that, uh, first of all, I would play the over in this game if, if you're playing in Vegas. If you can get... That sub 220 number. I just, I know that the trends are what they are, but these two teams score and they're not always adept on, on defense. So uh, you got some explosive scores here. You know, when you're talking about a game that has Trey Young and James Harden and Kevin Durant, there's going to get some points up there. So this is going to be one, one of the key games for me. Um, you know, I know I really believe Trey's going to play, but he'll probably get Bruce Brown defense. So that's a little bit scary. Uh, after that, you know, I, I want that Collins news though. That's really key because if he sits, then you can look a little bit at Danilo Gallinari at three, five is super value. You can look at Cam Reddish at four, four, he'll get some additional minutes. Um, even Jang, Gorgi Jang at three, one in a GPP becomes more in play because Capella's at 7-1 is also a guy that you have to consider because I'd start there as far as those bigs in that rotation. Let's say Collins is out. 
Capella becomes a strong play for me at center at 7-1. I think he can get a ton of rebounds and blocks. He hasn't had that massive 20-rebound game that he's capable of, but you know I think he can get mid-teens and up in rebounds this game if Collins sits. So I need that news. After that, you know, again, if he sits, Cam Reddish at 4-4 becomes a little bit more interesting because he'll get a little more run uh, at that spot, and he'll still be backing up DeAndre Hunter as well. Hunter I'm just south on right now. He's 4K. He did score more last game, but he's not getting up the getting, getting those periphery stats like he used to. So I need to just see a little bit more of him before I jam him in at that value price. But man, if you'd have told me I could get Hunter at 4K, and you know before the season started, I would have plugged him in, say I'll take him every game. But the consistency's not there, and Reddish, you know, is is getting in there and finishing some games as well. So, uh, you know, I will look at Trey slightly, but I do like the the Capella play. I think, you know, you can look at some of their bench guys and Reddish and Gallinari, depending on that Collins news. Uh, on the Brooklyn side, I think you have to have either Harden or Durant. I mean, I I feel strong more strongly about having one of those two than having either LeBron or AD at this point. I mean, these are the biggest two guys on any one team, in my opinion. And if it's a game where I think they can exploit the defense in some areas, which I do in this game, I just think you have to ex- have exposure. Now, you can't spend 10-2 on Harden and 10-8 on Durant. I mean, you just it's not wise. And for any type of cash build, uh, it just doesn't make sense. So the decision has to be made. Which direction do you want to go here? And I think they're both great plays. Um, and I'm totally torn. So I'm not trying to put this off. But I, I can tell you this. I'm 100% either going to have Harden or Durant and probably have to fade the other one. Now, I will play whichever one I decide on playing in my cash hybrid games. More than likely, I'll play the other one in a GPP. So please join us you know, at DFSCoachTalk.com. Jump in our Discord. And I'm going to work this out. Look at all of the basketballreference.com combinations with guys on and off the floor and just try to find that small little element that's going to push me one way or the other because I think these two guys are dead even. I really do. But I do want exposure to to both of them um, one way or the other. Uh, The other guys, I'm just not going to go there. I've been messing with the Brown, Harris, Griffin, Aldridge, Mills. You know, all those guys are okay, but none of them are slate breakers to me. It's still going to fall in Harden and Durant's uh, lap. So I'm, you know, I'm going to have exposure to this game, uh, probably spend a good chunk of salary in it, and probably not by chasing the the value plays on Brooklyn, looking more at the main guys. All right. Before we jump into the last five games real quickly, we would love to have you join us here at DFS Coach Talk. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com. We have as little as a three-day membership for $10, a five-day membership for $19. You can sign up for several different uh, memberships that we have there. Uh, We'd love to have you. If you have questions on them, you can email us, uh, DFSCoachTalk at gmail.com. You also can uh, just tweet us a message. We're at DFSCoachTalk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And just shoot us any messages or questions. 
will be happy to go over how those memberships work. The good thing, not good thing, great thing about DFS Coach Talk is when you join, regardless if it's the NBA full season package, second half of NFL, five-day pass, whatever it is, you get everything that we have. Once you're in Discorded, Discord with us, you get all of our sports, all of our lineups, everything that we do uh, from our statistical analysis. We have a great relationship, partnership, if you will, with Pro Football Focus, very, very respected in the industry. We're putting all of their stats up. We've got a lot of fantasy labs, NBA stuff being uh, posted. So it's the place to be to look at all of that information. We're also doing all the work for you following fantasy labs and all the different sites that put out information and lineups for the NBA so that we stay on top of those rotations because we get it. A lot of people are working. They're busy. They don't have time to, to look through everything. We do that, especially uh, it's ex- especially important in nights like this where there's 11 game slate. So let us do the legwork for us. Let us build this stuff and let's get you on the winning side so that you can do what, what our members do here, sustainable, consistent growth in their bankroll in DFS. And that's what we're all about. All right, let's dive in. Eight o'clock game. First one, LA Clippers, Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota by one, uh, 215 and a half over under. 107.25 implied for the Clippers. 108.25 for the Minnesota Timberwolves. As far as injuries go in this game, out. Ibaka, Kawhi Leonard. Um, uh, Marcus Morris and Preston out Minnesota Beverly questionable D'Angelo Russell out so that changes a lot of things and that we need the news in this game that's for darn sure 